Radio Newark, the home of Radio Newark Sport. Weeknights from 7. Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. Tonight, we are live from Southwell Rugby Club for night two of the Newark and Sherwood Sports Awards. Welcome to another Radio New York Sport special. Before we get into the awards, a bit of local sports news. And in football, New York Flow Serve came from a goal down at AFC Mansfield to move into the last 32 of the FA Vars. Jamie Lloyd, Ben Hutchinson and Danny Meadows sending the 100-plus New York supporters home in a very good mood. That gives them a trip to either Congleton or Longridge. Apparently, Longridge, six miles north of Preston. That trip awaits in January. Those two play each other tonight. Also last night, the third round draw of the Knotts Senior Cup was made and Southall City travelled to either Arnold or Attenborough. Very winnable. You should win that one. Newark Town reinstated into the trophy, entertain Orsworth Villa, and Flowserve travelled to West Bridgeford with a point to prove after last season, I would have thought. All three sides could progress into the fourth round of the Not Senior Cup. That would be absolutely fantastic. And we can't have a sports show without mentioning the sad news that's broke this afternoon that Bob Willis, 70-year-old, has, has died in, in, from the world of cricket. Everybody of a certain age, mine, can remember 8 for 43 against the Aussies in what was called Botham's Test, wasn't it? But 8 for 43 in that final innings when he just swept the Aussies out the window at Headingley. Um, 1981, can you believe that was? But Bob Willis passed away today at the age of 70. And our thoughts, obviously, with, um, with his family. Our esteemed guest tonight... Um, one of them enjoyed himself that much last night in Ollerton. He's, he's come again, so that's, that's brilliant. And that of course is the chairman of Newark and Shield District Council, Councillor Robert Crow. Um, also with him tonight, the chairman of the Leisure and Environment Committee at NSDC, Councillor Roger Jackson. And uh, we are also joined by Simon Mitchell, sports games organiser, and Andy Watts, the chair of the Newark and Sherwood Sports Council. Gentlemen, you're all very welcome. Alongside me tonight, and uh, standing here in control as ever, keeping a close eye on proceedings, making sure I get it right, the Director of Communities, the brains behind the Sports Awards. So if it goes wrong, you know who to blame. From Active for Today, Alexis Knock. Alexis, welcome again. Yes, thanks well, for having welcome us. Welcome again to your party, really, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is a whole team effort. It's There's no brains behind this. It's a whole team <laughs> effort. There's no brains I'm behind you. it. Okay. I'm telling you. Right, We've been make, doing make it for so long. <laughs> We've been doing it for so long now, since 2006. It's become a customary rollout about August, September time, and that's that's the winter, autumn, autumn, winter season for us, taken up with sports awards. Talking of rollouts... No red carpet again. No, there is a virtual red carpet. Right, okay. Amazing what technology is these yes. days. Um, Alexis, we had four winners announced last night. A cracking night. We actually showcased Ollerton Sport, didn't we? It was fabulous. It was truly fabulous to be over in Ollerton with having um, a lot of talent over there. And that there has always been lots of talent over there. Um, but... 
uh, this year particularly, there's been some incredible achievements that have been shouted about through the Sports Awards. Um, and lots of people, some juniors and some seniors, adults as well, um, that have done something tremendous this year, which really deserved recognition. Um, and they were, the, t- the categories that we presented last night were um, the Sam White Junior Volunteer of the Year, uh, we had a finalist in Isabella Chapman, who is a tennis player turned young volunteer now. Um, and then Charlie Cawthorn, who was the winner, who is a trampolinist, tram- trampoliner, trampolinist, um, who is who is now volunteering about seven hours per week with trampolining sessions for Rebel Roos over at Duke's Leisure Centre. Then we had another trampolinist and gymnast, the senior disabled sports person, um, crowned the winner, Laura Young. There's been lots of people over on Facebook today watching, um, congratulating her. I saw that uh, those uh, news feeds going through today. Then we also um, crowned the volunteer of the year with Cara Pearson, who works at Forest View Academy in Ollerton primary school there and does lots and lots of volunteering for those children after school in her own time but also has been the the driving force behind getting the junior park run set up um, based at the Dukeries every Sunday morning that started in September. We also had another finalist in the volunteer category Sam Sam Crowther, who has uh, achieved his FA Level 1 this year and also joined forces with um, Dave Winter at Ollerton Town to set up a team for young people with disabilities. And they're starting to compete in county-wide competitions and because of Sam's uh, commitment and dedication to the sport. And then the final award we presented was the Coach of the Year, um, another tough category, the winner was a chap called Samuel Ward, who is a coach at Ollerton Rugby Club. And they've been doing huge amounts of work this year to get more juniors in. They've been doing some more vet stuff. They've been doing a lot more adult stuff, which is really turning the club around. And, and they're going in, the, in a positive direction uh, and making, enabling more people to play rugby. The way it's fallen, and it's no doubt the way you designed all this, is that last night, as I said, we showcased Ollerton. Tonight, we're showcasing Southfolden District. Tomorrow, we move on, on to Newark. And it gives us an opportunity over the three nights to talk about sport in the each individual area of Newark and Shield District Council. It does. And that's, that's why I can't remember how many years it is now that we've been doing it in this format where we go out to the sports clubs and spread the awards over two or three nights and localize them to the, to where the nominees and finalists and winners, winners are. Um, and it's sometimes actually better because it brings more and more wider people into the presentation. It also, as we know, as, as if you listen to the podcast for the, the three nights that we're presenting awards this week, you will hear people's stories. You will hear the the information and the nomination and those achievements and hear them talking about them as well because presenting them over three nights gives us that opportunity to talk to the actual nominees and the winners as well as other sports clubs that might be there as well. Once again, all the nominations in the categories were strong. The panel had an amazingly difficult task to choose the winners and the finalists. Sometimes it was, it was very close to impossible to choose a winner, but you have to... You know, it's the nature of the beast. You have to choose a winner. Um, someone has to come out on top. But quite rightly, what we do now, we are recognising everybody because everybody whose name was put forward, to me, was worthy of winning. Absolutely. And and as we talked about last night, Mick, we've, 
we have a panel of some people in the room who were on that panel um, a few weeks ago. We have a panel of about 10 people that have real mixed um, experience or mixed opinions of what might be an achievement for somebody what stands out what's exemplary what's what's extraordinary and to have that mixed balanced view it made it so difficult to make the decisions as you know so it, it's nice to involve more and more people from the world of sport and outside the world of sport to give that balanced balanced view and come out with the decisions okay so let's get on with uh, our first of the night over to you so our first uh, nominee that we are presenting tonight is one of the nominees that was put forward for the Warwick Lane Junior Sports Person of the Year. And his name is uh, Sam Grayton. So here's a bit more about him. Sam has a happy and sunny personality that is backed by a steely determination and will to succeed. To go from a standing star to age nine to national champion is an amazing achievement and he has the potential to go even further. In July, he was selected to compete at the Topper World Championships in the Netherlands, coming ninth overall. This followed in August to become the Topper 4.2 Sailing National Champion. He supported the club, which is Nottinghamshire County Sailing Club, based at Hoveringham, with the delivery of their RYA Level 4 course in May as well. Along the way, he's been successful in club and regional sailing and is an infectious laugh whenever even focused is a joy, about but sailing and competing as it should be. Not only is he determined to succeed, he's eager to help and train others too. I've always wanted to say this. Unfortunately, Sam can't be with us tonight. <laughs> in, tri- in typical BBC Sports yes, personality exactly. moments, yes. Um, we did set up a video link, but um, the Wi-Fi went down. <laughs> in but we never beat. No. So, um, I would like to invite Simon Mitchell and um, the chairman of Newcastle District Council, Councillor Robert Crow, to present the award to Simon on his behalf. Simon is um, the school games organiser for uh, Newark and Sherwood, based at Joseph Whitaker, And um, we will present the award. So on Sam's behalf, would you like to come over to the... Sorry. Our presentation party just come in front of the... In in the banners, because um, our our photography department... Sorry? Yeah, just that. That's absolutely brilliant. And... uh, We'll make sure Sam gets, we'll gets his award. To, we will pass it on, on to, to Sam. And um, I have a feeling we're going to talk a little bit more about sailing uh, as the evening goes on. And uh, Simon, I want to get you back up here a little bit later on tonight as well for a quick chat. Okay, thank you gentlemen very much. Um, moving on, Alexis. Um, it's non-stop, so um, our next award. Our next award is the club of the year category and this year was a real tough job we had it's testament actually to the amount of uh, good stuff that clubs have been doing locally um, there were seven nominations in this category um, this club in 1920 has seen the benefit of hard work and excellent coaching resulting amazing success with the club at all levels on and off the court a friendly and welcoming atmosphere attracting more players and volunteers the club has had huge successes across the varied age groups and teams they had Knox LTA summer league nine 2019 mixed short league division one winners mixed one division three winners ladies one division three winners all sorts across all adult age groups but there's also been lots of success with the juniors as well with a girl called annabelle bird 
becoming the Knotts Road to Wimbledon winner. If you haven't known, I'm talking about a tennis club and the tennis club is Farnsfield Tennis Club. And then there's also Olivia Corf, who in four final, who was also in four finals at the Knotts County Closed Events and she won two and was the runner-up. I think it's fantastic. I've, I've been sort of following Newark Tennis Club, obviously through the sports show. You've got Newark, Collingham, Cornton, Farnsfield, and I'm absolutely sure there's going to be one in Southall somewhere. Um, local grassroots tennis is one of those thriving sports, isn't it? And certainly at Cornton and at Collingham, with the financial input they've had into it, they've got a rosy future. They have. Tennis is one of those sports that is growing and certainly Cornton especially. We know that they've been doing lots and lots of work out in schools, as are other clubs, but spreading their wings and being uh, setting up satellite sessions in lots of indoor venues because tennis also wants to play indoors as well, as well as outdoors. Little, little ones want to play indoors on a little badminton court. Well, not like we've been having... Uh, yeah, want they want to play indoors, don't they? <laughs> they most certainly do. So to collect um, a little memento on behalf of Farnsfield Tennis Club, Alexis, we have... We have uh, a member of the sports development team, Kelly Evans, who is our inclusion and engagement officer that works with clubs in across, across the district. So Kelly's going to um, accept the award on behalf of Farnsfield and then talk a little bit about them as well. There we go, and Kelly is collecting on behalf on behalf of Farnsfield. Okay, and uh, Kelly, as we've just mentioned, tennis is one of those thriving sports, and it is to most people a minority sport, isn't it? Because apart from two weeks when Wimbledon's on, the rest of the world forgets tennis. But it, it's one of those sports that like Active for Today, cannot forget because people want to play tennis and it's up to you to facilitate the fact that they can play it. Everyone can play tennis. It's open to everyone. And the best thing about Farnsfield Tennis Club is it it literally is that. They have adult sections and junior sections. They've got three courts out there which they use a lot of the time for obviously their club sessions but they've also got a mini court out there the mini court's open for the public to play and if anybody wants to use it then they can go and borrow the equipment as well from the clubhouse so they really do quite a lot socially they have lots of different events on they've got ladies nights that run as well so they try and open their doors and invite the general public in and like any sport it's the youngsters coming through that's going to keep the club going how how do the Farnsfields and the Cornton's and the Newarks bring on the youngsters into tennis? Many clubs now, they, um, particularly um, Cornton and other clubs, they open their doors at an early age. And as Alexis was saying, they work with the school games coordinators and go into a variety of different schools. Um, I know there's quite a few taster sessions happening locally and a few six-week blocks happening around and about um, that children can really get involved with, which is great. And from there, it just... It's brilliant. We've got the VISPA Academy programmes that encourage them to volunteer and stay involved in sport. VISPA, of course. We spoke about VISPA last night. So for the people that don't know about VISPA, all yours. Thanks. No problem. So so the VISPA Academy is actually... um, led by one of my colleagues, Dave, who was presenting the awards last night. So I don't have as much to do with it as he does. So I'll give you the brief background. Um, At the moment, children can volunteer 
I think 14 plus can volunteer um, and do a number of hours and they get a bronze, silver and gold achievement. Um, we then were looking to promote the Visper Academy, which is slightly different, which will have more content to it and hopefully drive people into the world of sport. It's all about getting volunteers into it, isn't it? Which, again, going back to last night, we said the easiest thing that any sports person can do is actually play the game. Tennis, rugby, football, whatever. That's easy. What is difficult is making sure that they can actually play the game. And that's where the emphasis comes with Active for Today, with Visper, is putting the volunteers in there to go from picking the litter at once the match is finished to coaching the team. Yeah, exactly. So um, children and adults particularly, they get involved in sport and they just do it because it looks fun and it, they've got an interest and it, you know, it's just something that sparks an interest in them. Once they become involved, it's generally the coaches that encourage them and they see what's happening behind the scenes. Um, from there, obviously, the love grows and they just they want to, as um, one of the winners last night was saying, you know, they just want to help encourage other people to find that love of the sport that they have. So that's brilliant. And the fact that our volunteer programmes help support that and support the coaches along the way and our funding streams can also help that, then it's win-win for us. And that's what it's all about. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you very much. No um, coming up next, it's a senior team. And this one is, uh, particularly interests me um, from my side of it and what I do in sport. So we're going to have a chat all about senior teams coming up straight after this. Welcome back to Radio Newark Sport Live and exclusive from Southall Rugby Club for day two of the Newark and Sherwood Sports Awards with our friends from Active for Today. The Senior Team Award proved particularly interesting. The footballers from our area had a cracking year. Not too sure about the um, rugby players. There's nobody from Southall Rugby Club listening, is there? Um, good. Um, you never know, we could be back here. Oh, there is a South Rugby Club member here. <laughs> Shall we talk about the double last year, but maybe not. Oh, no, no, that's history. Um, you never know, we could be back here next year celebrating promotion. Let's hope, let's hope we are here, back here. Anyway, a particularly interesting section for Alexis to talk about. Yes, uh, the next award to be presented is the finalist award for Senior Team of the Year. Um, here's a little bit about them all. So lastly, last season, with the combined efforts of management, people behind the scenes, senior players, junior players, the team won their first senior trophy in over 20 years. This was done with an average of average age of 23 out of average age of 23 and out of 25 regulars in the squad. Only three players had never played for Southall's junior section. That is a tremendous achievement, to be honest, with the amount of movement in senior football. So they won the not senior league. Cup for the season and finished third in the league. This team has been developed over a long period with players progressing through to the senior first team and the reserves teams. Out of 25 players that played, only three players, I've already said that bit, <laughs> the junior section. Who wrote it? Um, the nominee. Um, <laughs> the club, Ooh, the, club the club and the coaching ethos is to continue to give young players a chance and give them the pathway through to that higher standard, which is obviously evident in this team. The last two seasons, they have developed a stronger core base of local players, leading to some solid foundation set and given the junior section a genuine senior team to play a pathway for when they are ready. Our senior team finalists of the year and... For somebody to actually 
beat this club, the achievement was remarkable. Um, it really was. It um, was, yes. And it was remarkable on a national scale, to be honest. Yes. Um, but our, our finalists and worthy finalists are... Southall City Football Club senior team. Come and take your award. Okay, Southall City. One of my favourite... Um, I'll get out of the way for the photos for the moment... One of my favourite memories in, in, in local football was, um, I'm obviously a little older than what you are, was to go down to Bishop's Drive when John Campbell was in charge of Southall. It was a gentleman's football club. And whatever the result, you was welcome afterwards to have a drink. If it all went wrong on the night for Southall, it didn't matter. You, you was welcome. And that was the template that football clubs in... Newark and Sherwood worked to. Moving on an awful number of years, some of those football clubs have moved on and money has reared its head in grassroots football. Now, like it or like it not, it's, it's there. Um, we talked last night to Ollerton Rugby Club and rugby is just about holding on to you're playing because you want to and you're playing for the badge. And the reason I'm saying all this, Southwell City still play for the badge and they still have to give you three, four pound a week to play football. Where you are in the league going for promotion, can you maintain that situation? Or what's the future thinking? I genuinely believe, I genuinely believe that we can. Um, when the juniors joined the seniors a number of years ago, one of the things that I really wanted to do was get that pathway through that you were talking about earlier where junior players can see that they can then go on and play for the for the first team. There wasn't that sort of throughput. At the age of 16, we could have lost a few players, and we did. But now in place, we've got that thing. And under 16, 17, they know that they can play, and that pathway is there. And I genuinely believe that the coaching standard within the club now has risen, which means the players are better. So as they come in, it's just going to naturally feed the first team. And hopefully, the managers that we have now is very, you know, Johnny is really pro bringing the youngsters through and long may that continue one of the questions i asked regular and i've already asked it once tonight is that how important is a junior setup at southwell city i would say it's very important uh, it's very very important and we've now got one of the highest number of level two coaches within our club because we promote the coaches we invest in the coaches so that the kids benefit i think that's really important in a modern world where children don't play out as much. So sports like football, rugby, tennis, this is where they get their exercise and their activity. And also it becomes great social skills for them. So they take that through from the juniors into the seniors. So we're really happy with the situation at the moment. You're sitting second, I think, in, in the table, just on Bingham's sort of tail. And, we'll catch him. Um, <laughs> a very nice, pleasing win for you in the cup against Burton George. should have all enjoyed that, that one, I've no doubt. Yeah. But it is an open secret that you can't get promoted at Bishop's Drive. Um, so two serious questions, really. One, what are the club planning to do? And two, is the fact that you cannot get promoted, could that 
almost backfire on you? Well, no, I mean, at the end of the day, we, we've got a plan that we want to happen. It's no secret what the plan is. It's been advertised in, in, in the thing. It's just a case of whether we can get that plan to come through. And the exec committee now, in my opinion, having been at the club for, for quite a few years, is very proactive and very driven. And I genuinely believe that we will get something in place, hopefully, soon, that will enable us to move to step six. And this will be at Brinkley, up. On, on the yeah, complex like that you've got there. Yeah. How, how sad will it be to move away from... Uh, I think the park is a beautiful, drive. beautiful place, but for the club to progress and to give these youngsters that opportunity to and strive to become first-team players, uh, we have to develop and we have to move. Well, if you stand still, then you don't, you don't go anywhere. So we, we think it's a natural step for us. And Brinkley's our home anyway. All the juniors have played at Brinkley, so they'll naturally rotate back to play at Brinkley hopefully once we can get something in place. An away trip in the Senior Cup to either Arnold or Attenborough, that don't hold any problems for you, does it? No, hopefully not. <laughs> We're very confident. We've got a really good setup at the moment. Um, and when you get that good feeling throughout a club from junior level right through to senior level, it's fantastic at the moment because there's no crossover. It is one club and that's the way it should be. And that's what I think grassroots football clubs should be. Long may it last at Southall. I, I, hope, I so. hope it lasts for a long time. Me too. But I also hope that you have great success because I'd love to see you up there in Step 6 football where you belong. Thank you much. Thank you so it. much, Southall City Football Club, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I think if you... I've, I've, I've always said if, if you're looking for model clubs, that's one you should send your people to and have a look at how it should be run. Right, um, just before we move on to the next one, I just want to talk about the Southall Sports Forum. Um, either with yourself or Kelly, or you can do a duo. We if could you do a double act. understand Kelly's a bit of a dancer. You can have a Strictly Come Dancing moment. Well, we did come You've on the radio. you don't that, do you? I, no. I love Strictly, but I'm not a dancer. Right. Um, we did come on the radio a few weeks ago, didn't we? We did. Yes, together and, uh, yes and you can tell people how popular you was i don't know whether it's you did a dance last night when thousand. i told you how popular you I was i know we were the highest rated podcast that week kelly did you know that did you yeah you see now the I'll challenge has be been able set to forget it. there are some see? things that you wish you never mentioned aren't they and that's one on but the southall sports yeah. forum Yes, the Southall Sports Forum has been, um, was developed and established about, I want to say about six or seven years ago, based on um, the principle of lots of things going on and lots of opportunities in the Southwell area for sports clubs. And it was felt that actually bringing all the sports clubs together to talk about one key issue, which might be funding, it might be a shared facility, it might be all sorts of different things, bringing them together to talk about those that shared vision and where sport should be or where it wants to be in the in the future so that's where it started it kind of mirrored a couple of other sports forums that were going on at the time so we had an Ollerton sports forum and we also had the wider district-based sports council which basically the, the premises of all of these local forums is to bring clubs together to share ideas work together and there's been some really really good examples of that happening across the district um in the in the smaller locality like southall or newark or um or Ollerton, or across a wider variety of sports and the thing is about it is you could have a, a really established club like southall city that's got juniors all the way through to seniors that's 
probably got 400 plus members across the time. That's probably a conservative guess, but 400 plus members across there. But then you could have another club that has only just developed and they've and they've got 15 players that are turning up week in week out or 15 new beginners that are starting so real breadth of different experience and different um length of time that they've been established it's it's really nice to bring that group of people together and it works it works it's developing with kelly's help and drive and picking up the phone and saying i'm kelly how how are you doing can i help you in any way come along to our forum we can help you um it's really really gained some momentum again and and hopefully clubs will vote with the feet get around the table and and take something away from it just going back to southall city football club a moment because it affected everybody what happened um i think before christmas um when some clowns decided that your junior football pitches was a racetrack. How are we with the junior football pitches? Are they up and running? Are they going to get back up and running? Uh, yeah, we're looking a lot better. Um, obviously, there was two um, seven-a-side pitches that we use a lot that were affected. Um, luckily, the five-a-side pitch wasn't. One of those pitches is back in use, and the other one's very close to being back in use. So we've been very lucky. We've got a really good groundsman who got, got involved and repaired the pitch as quickly as we could. And also, it kind of helped us that the weather had been wet at the time, so the grass that came up had come up in big chunks, and we could kind of literally put it back into position and wait for it to heal. So we're looking a lot better, thank you. Yeah. How demolarising is it, Alexis, for yourself in, 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 in your role of promoting sport, for me in my role of promoting sport, to wake up in the morning and read that sort of news? It, it's, it's awful, especially... I'm um, invested by volunteers at the club to get that to get that pitch to its its playing standard. Um, it, it's unfortunately one of the dangers of being on a public open space, and we know that that happens across the whole district. The public open spaces and parks that are available for club use, but also available for the public to go and do stupid things on as well, um, which means that it puts the sports um, sports participation in jeopardy. But the opportunities that present themselves at Southall with Brinkley being a little bit out of, t- out of town and being a, an enclosed site will hopefully remove that risk of that happening in the future. We did run a poll on the sports show what should happen to the clowns did that did it, but did it's, not, it's not really printable, to be quite honest. <laughs> <laughs> it's no different to things happening at Devon Park in Newark yeah. or over at Lincoln Road. The public, unfortunately, can't be policed to walk their dog safely and, and leave the pitch how they how they found it uh, it's just well words do I, co- I could say some words but i won't because uh, i can't no grassroots sports club would survive without uh, the efforts of the army behind the scenes we've mentioned the the, the volunteers um these are the ones that don't seek the glory aren't they they just turn up do the job and go home at night time and the superstars get all the glory but that is what sport is all about they are of course the volunteers they are, and we've got a finalist here tonight in the Volunteer of the Year category. Um, these are the people that are working tirelessly behind all the players to get the game happening and make it happen on a Saturday, Sunday, week in, week out. This was an extremely tough category this year, and we had five very strong nominations, um, and tonight we're in Southwell to recognise one of those nominees. For those of you that are listening last night, you may already know, I've already said earlier, that the winner of the volunteer, Cara Pearson, was announced. However, there was another volunteer that became a very deserving finalist position because of the following. 
It's another example of a volunteer working tirelessly in the community to support all of the club's coaches from under sixes to seniors. He's encouraged other coaches and managers to complete their level one coaching courses, managing the under 19s to their first trophy in years and winning a double against teams whose senior teams play several leagues higher. This is a great achievement and deserves all the recognition it gets as he competed against youth teams from Nottinghamshire, Sheffield and Derbyshire. On top of managing the under-19s in a midweek, he also managed the club's reserve senior side at at weekends for the second year running. This in itself is a great commitment, but he also has managed to secure a top six finish, which is their highest finish for several seasons. He's part of the club's executive committee, which is a group that effectively manages the entire club made up of 40 teams. He's organised first aid courses, worked with other colleagues and to get the ground redevelopment project sorted, never misses a meeting. And finally, he is the link to the club groundsman, who's made an amazing progress with the standard of the pitches, regularly, regularly meets up with him in the week to improve what needs to be done, feedback and information to the, to the groundsman and the council. And without him doing this, we wouldn't have the facilities we've got, especially at our junior ground. So, the volunteer of the year finalist, he's already been up and spoken to us already, but he can come up again, is Richie Will. <laughs> Richie Wilson there from Southall City, um, collecting a second, uh, a second sort of award of the evening. It's it's actually got me thinking, Richie, that, that's two seconds. We don't need a third come May, do we? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, definitely not. I'm a bit overwhelmed, actually. Um, you, don't, you don't do this for this sort of thing. You do it because I love the club. I, I, you know, I started coaching because my daughter played. So a big thanks to Jeff Ritson because he's the one that got me actually coaching, which is our club secretary. Uh, and I just enjoyed it so much. And to see what the kids get out of it. And I just evolved through the club and became part of the club and... I'm very overwhelmed with this, actually. Is the daughter still playing football? Uh, no, not now. Um, she's 24 now, but she played for Plymouth University first team, so I was very pleased with that. Uh, my son played for, for for the under-19s and for the reserves last season, um, which I, I, we had an incredible season. And, and my assistant coach, uh, Andre Plumey, we ran it together with from when the boys were seven um, a lot goes down to him because you can't do this on your own you can't run teams on your own you need somebody to have a good moan out in the pub later when everything goes wrong don't you <laughs> and so we so we, we, we did it together um, just to see the club evolve from where it was when I first started to where I am now is is, is, is great and and it's a great bunch of people and I just en- I enjoy being in and around the place just generalising for a moment because you mentioned your daughter played football at a, at a high standard yeah. Um I think it's so wonderful that in the last 10 years, particularly, football, rugby and cricket have really opened the doors to the ladies. I think it's absolutely imperative. My daughter's team was the very first girls' team at Southwell City, which Jeff Ritson started. Um, as I say, I, I just picked a few cones up after a couple of weeks and next thing I know, I was on a level one coaching course. Not quite sure how that happened and then it just developed from that. Uh, and Jeff and myself and, and a fellow called Ken Brown were very pro girls football. And to see where the girls set up is now within the club with teams virtually at all age groups is fantastic. And we have a ladies team as well, which is just brilliant and hopefully will be sustainable. Um, I think it's I think it's important that the girls play all sports, really do, and it's recognised. I mean, 
our ladies' first team is comparable to the men's first team. We see it as as equal. And, and, and tournament-wise, when we run our tournament, the girls' tournament is now stronger than the boys' tournament, which is fantastic. It's the way forward. It's wonderful. Fantastic. Next time we see you, we'll see you with a trophy. Hopefully. We will. <laughs> In fact, you can go and win the double. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Richie Wilson. <laughs> Alexis, just very quickly, ladies' sport. Um, we know what's happened at New York Rugby Club with, with, with their girls. Um, Richie's just told, told us about the Southall City ladies. Uh, we'll find out later on in the week how strong ladies are at, at the cricket. I, I think it's fantastic, and obviously actually for today, I assume, are working hard in the background, pushing it forward. I can honestly say that I don't... I can't think of any club in this district, correct me if I'm wrong, team, that doesn't provide girls or female um, activities... It is a pretty big group that's a mixed. It offers mixed sport. Ago, could you ever see that? It was very different. Maybe fifteen years ago. Um, but there's so many activities and opportunities for females to play sport in a competitive environment, and it comes down to the volunteers. Just as a, just an aside, in terms of female participation in sport, traditionally when girls get to the age of 13 14 there's a natural drop-off because they get other distractions that they might want to go and do rather than play sport or be active so what's uh, those then i don't know mick what do you think well, you they might to, be you used to play hockey what you distracted I did. no i didn't i stuck at it i stuck at right. it yes um but ultimately there's other things the, the the amount of pressure at that age group now for good exam results and um we we've got vispa volunteers that unfortunately have, have to drop their commitments to us when it comes to gcse year because that's more important which which is understandable and sport is one of those things as well where they're participating it drops but in our um participation what priorities are i mean and, if you're going to well, put sport below your GCSEs and I don't, I don't know depends oh. depends how talented they are and what their priorities are pressure from mum and dad as well, well I guess yes. so um in a, in terms of participation across our leisure centres which includes Southwall that we monitor and track female participation um over 16 and actually tradition traditionally it's females are lower than adult uh, males but in ours we have a, high, a the females just edge it I think it's 51.2% of our participation is female and 48.9% is male. You played too much hockey, not enough maths. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Right, still to come tonight is the biggest award that um, the sports development team sports development team used to be that didn't you we are. We'll call you that's what we are to me you're the sports development team yeah. and to me it's the grove as well and all things like that but the biggest award is the um, the role of honor isn't it yes the role of honor which changed ever so slightly a few years ago it had always been the outstanding contribution to sport um, and we, along with the panel, when the panel met every year, we selected one winner. But a couple of years ago, we decided to, um, it kind of mirrored what they were doing at the county, the Nottinghamshire Sports Awards as well, where they decided to have a role of honour, which was, which kind of recognised a few more people because there are hundreds of people that have done something and been committed to sport for a, a very long period of time. And that is our subject very soon. Welcome back to Radio Newark Sport on tour at Southall Rugby Club for night two of the Newark and Sherwood Sports Awards. And as we said before the break, the highest honour that um, 
we can bestow on anybody his entry onto the role of honour. And um, if you go to the wonderful new sports and fitness centre at Newark, you can actually see the role of honour. It's there in, in the entrance. We've got it done. It took slightly longer than it did to build sports centre, but you've got it done, so credit to you. It, it's it's up, yes, and, it's up, and there's one for Dukeries as well, and there'll, right. be, there'll be one for Southall and this year as well. And they're fully updated. Yes. Excellent. Yes, we've got this year's recipients already printed. Full confidence in Correct. you, you see. see? Um, this is important, and this is serious, because this is, I still call it a lifetime achievement, because that's pretty much what it is as well. Um, I'm going to shut up now and let Alexis take over. Yes, uh, we have got one uh, Roll of Honour um, recipient here tonight. And the nominee, uh, the, the nomination that came in was excellent. I'm going to talk about some real key points that, uh, that uh, make this recipient very deserving. This chap has been the membership secretary for the last 19 years at a local uh, saving club. And that job involves a mountain of paperwork, judgment skills and a friendly and welcoming attitude. He's now stepping down and going to give somebody else the chance to take on that mountain of paperwork. Um, It was only the club's AGM at the weekend and he's now stepping down. He's been the first point of contact for all new members and he's welcomed them, talked to them and encouraged them throughout their involvement in the club so they understand their ethos and as he encourages them to become part of it. Their average membership has stayed almost the same for over a decade and this is testament to this man's hard work. He uses tact and enthusiasm both for the sport and the club and encourages potential members. He's an integral part of the executive committee and for the same period of this time his wisdom has helped guide them through the many challenges and the developments that they've, they've, they've come across. He not only contributes as membership secretary, he's also a regular face at many races himself in his immaculate scorpion to good effect. But he helps coach the scorpion fleet members and encourages newcomers to the fleet. He's cleaned the clubhouse for many years, also maintaining the club grounds and grass cutting. He organises socials with his wife and, and the crew, including being a leading light in helping organise the annual prize giving. John is one of the unsung heroes of Notts County Sailing Club. So, our presentation party is making its way to the front. The 16th name on the Roll of Honour is Alexis. John Marshall. Well done, John. Well done, sir. That's absolutely brilliant. John Marshall there from the Notts the Sailing Club. 19 years as a a membership secretary. John, I can't believe for one moment that you've sort of walking away from it all. Well, you have to at some time, I think. <laughs> I think I've done enough. And the Scorpion's gone as well then? Oh, no. No, I still sail. <laughs> My wife and I actually still, still sail together, but she won't sail with me at this time of year. <laughs> it's far too cold. I, I, I don't blame her at all. Um, it is a lifetime, and, and the club will go on. Oh, yes. Clubs do do go on. How much of a wrench was it to finally say, that's it, I'm going? Um, it's a bit difficult to begin with. I mean, I think come January, February, March, I won't miss all the work. When I send out all the renewal letters and all the money comes in, I I'll, I'll, won't be bothered about that at all. <laughs> because we are actually talking about one of the top sailing clubs in the country, aren't we? Yes, I was actually going to say to you, actually, that last year we won the RIA Sailing Club of the Year. 
That's of all the sailing clubs in Great Britain. So we're actually talking to the membership secretary of the best sailing club in Great Britain. I mean, how good is that, folks? Oh, that's fantastic, isn't it? Yes, we, we actually won a trophy, which is probably about that size. <laughs> so it was, it was a big achievement, that was. Have you sailed all your life then, or is it a... Um, or, or Let's put it another way. Do you go on the sea, or are you a, uh, just a hovering around? We, we've done quite a lot of regattas in the past, my wife and I together, but we don't do it now. We, we're far too old. <laughs> Very proud wife is, is sitting there, of course, isn't she? And she's got to have a word on the radio, of course. Um, you're obviously going to see a lot more of him. I know. I never, I never believed he would ever give up. He loves the sailing club. He's put so much work into it. And it's, it's been his life for a long time, and I think he'll miss it a lot, personally. But now you can hire that super-duper yacht, can't you? You can go off around the Caribbean for six months. It's a nice idea. I'd like that idea, yes, very much so. You think you'll have to work on him on, on, on that one? Yeah, I'll certainly have to work on him, yeah. <laughs> right. John, it's an absolutely great achievement. We're going to get you on the sports show to have a longer chat, because I think there's a, we can talk for an hour on this one, and, but uh, we'll contact you on, on that one. A fantastic achievement. 16 people on the roll of honour in 13 years. That's not a bad achievement, is it? There we go. Our roll of honour for tonight. Thank you very much. You know, 19 years as a membership sector of the best sailing club in the UK. The, the other one to look at, of course, Alexis, is that we in Newark and Sherwood have got the best sailing club in the whole of the UK. I know. I know. That was sprung upon us, wasn't it? Really? Yes. I know. I've been doing a bit of research about the sailing club, actually, and I looked on the website. And as we went, we went to Girton earlier in the year, Girton Sailing Club, which is out on the top northeast corner of the district. Oh, it's a beautiful setting. And same as, as the at Hoveringham. On a lovely summer's day, I could imagine sitting there watching out the water, all the boats, a cup of tea in the hand, maybe, or maybe something a bit stronger. That's more like. But lovely, beautiful setting. You can't, you can't understand why people would not want to join a sailing but club. There again, it's one of those sports which, a bit like tennis, it goes under the radar a little bit, doesn't it? John, the junior section at, at the sailing club, how strong, how important? Well, it's very strong, actually, and it's very, very important. Uh, we've got some of the best juniors in the country sailing now, and a lot of them have, are in the national squad. And, of course, they are the future as well. Have you got one of them as a membership secretary? Have I got what, sorry? Have you got one of the juniors to be membership secretary? Oh, no, no, <laughs> no, no, that really wouldn't happen, I don't think. <laughs> That's too much like hard work, but... Um, Talking of juniors, we're going to go back to where we started the evening. That's with Simon Mitchell, um, school games organiser over here in Southwell. And I think the thing that's come through the whole of this evening, Simon, is, is the important of youngsters. On, on the sports show, nothing we like better than get some of the local youngsters in and, and, and they sit there for an hour and tell us their sport from karting to swimming to football to rugby, and, and anything. And they're so proud of, of what they have have done and as well as bringing the the girls and the ladies into sport in the last few years we've put more and more emphasis on the youngsters 
Uh, it is, yeah, and um, certainly that's one thing uh, as my role is as a school games organiser for Newark and Sherwood is to, uh, uh, my role is to try and touch into those sports or our role, there's 450 of us uh, up and down the country and um, yeah, it's our role to try and hit some of those children that don't necessarily have the interest in necessarily the football, the rugby, the crickets as you mentioned earlier. Uh, so we'll do things like handball, pop lacrosse, uh, try golf, which are all kind of um, uh, introductory versions. So as you were saying earlier, again, with getting the youngsters involved from earlier ages, from year one, two, three, four, five, and six. Um, and then, yeah, trying to continue that up into the secondary schools, which... Because uh, you've actually hit the nail straight on the head. When I was at school, you will play football. End of. Now, we're bringing people from the hockey club into schools. Do you want to try this? Bring in the rugby club into schools. Do you want to try this? And the other sports are now finally getting their time Absolutely, yeah, and that's one thing I particularly have tasked myself with this year is to try and make new links with some new clubs as well. Um, as you're saying, there are some uh, some of those uh, not so not so popular sports or under the radar sports, as I think uh, you said earlier, uh, where we would like to actually bring those to the surfaces because there are lots of children who have got a sport within them somewhere. Uh, sometimes they just need that opportunity. Um, I know, for example, we've uh, just uh, started a bit of a, a club. Uh, down at the Joseph Whitaker School where the archery club is coming in to uh, run some sessions for youngsters and they've had 30 plus new members coming along and hopefully they'll get involved in with the uh, the main club as well um, and again mention- stand behind them <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely um, and yeah and as the same there's been lots more clubs this year particularly uh, Corton has been one of those has been hugely supported with uh, the amount of work they've been doing from year one year two really real youngsters starting to get a, a racket in the hand and just have a go, uh, but give them a nice, fun introduction. Simon, the, we're going to end on a serious subject, but one that we're mentioning all week, and we have been mentioning it regularly on, on the sports show, and that's, that's mental health and how we approach mental health issues, particularly with our youngsters at, at the moment. Um, in, in my day, if you showed any weakness at all in the dressing room, you'd be absolutely ridiculed. Thankfully, now we, we're teaching a different way of, of an outlook and you can talk to your colleagues in the dressing room because as they say it is it's good to talk and it's don't bottle anything up go and talk to somebody is this something that in your role that you're actually pushing as well absolutely um as i say we've had uh, we've had an event tonight over at newark academy and um, we've had uh, a futsal event for uh, for players who don't get as much game time, much minutes, uh, so they get the opportunity to uh, to play. But uh, certainly within schools, um, yeah, there's more and more schools now targeting uh, health, well-being, uh, growth mindset, that resilience um, that uh, gets thrown a lot around schools uh, for children just to keep going and keep trying, keep having a go. Just because it doesn't happen the first time, it's not classed as failure. It's a learning process and just trying to educate children with that um, because I think sometimes they haven't quite got those tools and it's for us and hopefully sport as well. I certainly take it, uh, take that to them. That can help them in many other ways than sometimes those skills you can't write down on a piece of paper as well. Um, that, I find that helps and with and the, I know children. We will hear tomorrow night that sport is also a a saviour or can be a saviour when you're in a dark place it can give you a, a, a mission 
Absolutely. I mean, uh, even reading from some of the nominees from the Sports Awards uh, as well, just having a look and see how it has affected uh, some of those coaches, uh, volunteers, players, managers, as I say, from top to bottom. Uh, you hear of lots of people going through their own battles, whether it be through sport or personally at home. And sometimes sport is that is that get out, it's that get away and uh, gives them that opportunity just to you know, just put aside the other things to have fun, let off a bit of steam. And, and that's one thing we're trying to do. Uh, the government's big thing at the minute is active 30 minutes, uh, active 60 minutes. Uh, and so they're encouraging the schools to uh, to be active for 30 minutes in the school day. So again, coming back to that health and well-being side of things, just getting kids moving more. And uh, as I say, just by moving, doesn't have to be anything grand, but we're trying to support teachers so that kids can be more active in the classroom as well and not just drilled into desks uh, all day long. And that's, uh, and that's what it's all about, because they're going to be our stars of the future. 100%. 100%. Simon, thank you so much. No. Thank you very much. For thank that. you very much for having and me. That just about concludes our evening out here at um, Southall Rugby Club. And um, we thank Southall Rugby Club, obviously, for entertaining us. Um, we hope we haven't come and won like New York Rugby Club did last year, and, but I promise not to mention that one again. Um, <laughs> and that's where we are tomorrow night. We are at Kellam Road, the home of Newark Rugby Club for... Um, day three of our tour, Ollerton, Southall, we end up in Newark. Alexis, you've got 45 seconds to tell us what tomorrow night's awards are. Junior Team of the Year, Senior Team of the Year, Coach of the Year, Finalists, Club of the Year, Warwick Lane Junior Sports Person of the Year, Senior Sports Person, Junior Disabled Sports Person, and the Roll of Honour. There we are. We're it on. will be uh, an exciting night. We're Extended show. We're, yes, we're on there from 7 o'clock and right through to 8.30 to, to do all that. Um, it leaves me, uh, we've thanked South Local, of course, thank you to um, Alexis and her team here at um, Active for Today. And Radio Newark and the team for broadcasting live, thank you very much. Yeah, they do a, st- they do a sterling job in, in, in the background there and get, and get no praise for it, but uh, well, 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 well done to our team. If you want to come along tomorrow night... Please do. Show starts at 7 o'clock. Please get there before 7 o'clock at Kellam Road at the wonderful new facilities at the Rugby Club. You will be more than welcome to come along and what very much is going to be a celebration of local sport. It is. And we're going to talk to them, hopefully, if we can squeeze some time out of it as well, which will be good. I'm sure we will. But from Radio Newark Sport, on tour in Southall. Good night. Radio Newark.